welcome back to the Live to Walk Again podcast. This is a special episode today with one of uh, my favorite people in the world, none other than Mr. Willie Frank III, the chairman of the Nisqually tribe. Willie, welcome welcome back to the show, man. How have you been doing? Good, Jeremy. It's always uh, good to be back on the show, sitting with uh, family here, discussing uh, what's going on in the world today. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, first thing I wanted to get to, man, how I know that the uh, the Billy Frank Jr. Um, annual golf tournament uh, took place since we've talked last, and I know we were next year for sure. We're gonna have to you gotta get out there straight from do some live stream yeah. stuff straight from the. They from had Bill, the Bill golf Kruger tournament. was out there this oh, year. Oh, was he? He would have been somebody to do good on the podcast. Yeah, that would have been great. He's a yeah. good guy though. So yeah, he sounds. Yeah, he always seems like it. Um, yeah, what? Uh, how did how did it go, man? How much money were you guys able? To have, are the numbers in? How much money were well, you able to raise for? Well, I don't. I don't even have answers for those because I didn't go to the tournament this year. Just oh, you because, didn't actually just be, go? No, it was because it was the day before our general council meeting. Oh. Okay. And so it was that Friday. Unfortunately, this was the first year I didn't golf. Um, that's okay though. I'm not much of a golfer, but it was a great event. Um, they filled the field up like always, and I think they already sold out for next year. Already, and we just great. brought you that nice jacket here. Yeah, man. Thank, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank, thank Peg. Yeah, uh, definitely. Like you guys are the best, man. I can't wait to uh, try that thing on. It looks looks beautiful. Yep. No, I think uh, I think it was a very very good tournament this year, from what I heard. Uh, everybody had a good time. The pace of play was better than uh, years past. So uh, is that usually a problem? It all well. Everybody they drink a little, a little too much, drunk, you know. Yeah, yeah by drunk. about the ninth <laughs> hole, you know, the the back nine are usually a little bit slower than the front. I, I, I can only imagine. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Um, well, that's cool. That, so it went off then, and, and that's awesome that it's already sold out for next year as well. It sounds like yeah, we'll Sam have to, and Defense and Pagan are doing a great job. We'll have to get you out there next year. You'll be able to do the uh, podcast straight from live. I think uh, we, we could start about noon, and anybody who comes by, you could just grab them. Yeah, yeah I think, that'd be, I think that'd some, be awesome. Get some good content. That would be fantastic. Um, yeah, man. So you, you mentioned the first uh, general council meeting, and – and I asked you about that a little bit off air, and you said that was the first time you guys have actually been able to meet um, in person in a few years since before COVID. So, you know, talk about how that went, because I know you you're uh, you have some new council members on the on there too, right? After yeah, didn't Hanford yeah. get voted out? Unfortunately, unfortunately and- yep. But we we do. We had our our first general council meeting since uh, COVID hit in two thousand. What was it? Twenty. 19 when was yeah, it 20 was I it the beginning of 20 it, okay 20 is when it shut everything so i think down. i think uh god i think 2019 of august was our last meeting so wow. it was coming up on three years and uh i think everybody was a little bit worried about the meeting as far as the the past meetings have always been just very negative and a lot of fighting and and bickering going on but uh, i think this was the the calmest meeting i've ever been to and i've seen um hoping you know we continue moving forward with that and folks are uh it's about respect you know really respect and uh accountability by the council and i think when people saw that we were willing to get up and tell them what we're doing and you know just lay it all out for them you know i think that's the easiest way to do things moving forward unfortunately we wish our uh, federal state governments were like that you know yeah no doubt right um so i was i was wondering about that it just made me think you know, so for the the tribal council, 
is it you know like state government obviously we know living here in olympia that it, they have sessions right where they're they meet a lot for you know four months or whatever and then they're off for for a good amount of time how does it work with the tribal council are you guys i mean is this like a full-time job i mean i know your your position is is a, definitely a full-time job but i mean are people like reporting in to the office every day as a council member or is this something that you guys just well no i i think uh i think the the norm has been the chairman kind of does everything for so long and uh i've worked on changing that norm to get other council to be accountable not just to me as the chair but also themselves i mean we all have a role and responsibility the seven of us that are on council you know to uh move the tribe forward and make sure we're doing doing things the right way Okay, and so meeting went pretty well? Yeah, it was a good meeting. It was good. We got a younger tribal council, so, you know, I don't think any of us really knew what was coming, but, you know, I've been cussed at before at general council. I've been yelled at. I mean, doesn't yeah. really, doesn't really phase me as much as uh, others, I think, because if we're doing the right thing, we have nothing to hide. Yeah. And, you know, people can get upset, but usually that's their own shit, so. Now, um, the general council meetings... Are, is that where like anyone from the tribe can come and kind of voice their opinion? Yes, anybody, uh, any tribal member can come in, and we have an agenda we put together. Um, no, it's it's a. I think we're we're going in a different direction for general council. I think we're going to have more engagement from the members because you okay. have a council who's willing to talk to their people and engage, and I think that's going to be huge. You know, it's like any other politics. Usually, there's one side who thinks that. You know, there's a conspiracy going on and there's they're hiding things. And then you got one side who wants to move forward. And then you got another side that's kind of stuck in their own bullshit, you know. Right. And so, uh, you know, it's 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 a puzzle. Definitely yeah. putting things together, I think, I putting wait. the tribe together, moving forward. But really just I think it comes down to to the responsibility as as a council. But I think getting folks to understand what it's going to take, you know, to to put together a functioning government. I mean, there's so much change within the last three years uh, throughout the, you know, the world, but let alone at the tribe. I mean, um, I think it's a different era where the, this younger generation, they want they want to know why people aren't coming to work. They want to know why they're not getting these services that they're supposed to be getting. Right. You know, they're not afraid to ask the tough questions, which is good because it holds us accountable. The directors, managers and, and the uh, administrative staff, it holds them accountable. And that's good. Yeah. So from this meeting, um, what did you kind of pick up that from the, the tribal members that are kind of like their most pressing concerns? Well, I think I think uh, the drug issue right now is very concerning with the fentanyl. We know that's a problem everywhere. Um, we're experiencing out at Nisqually quite a bit, but that's definitely housing is another issue. Health. Um, I think there's a lot. You know, we, we look at a natural resources of course i mean our fishing treaty rights you know that's really the foundation of who we are as native people um without you know the uh, the bolt decision we might we might not be here anymore you know and that was 48 years ago so coming up on the 50th anniversary in two years very cool yeah that that's amazing um and that's going to almost coincide with your dad's yeah, statue. Yeah, yeah, it's right? going to be pretty cool the statue hopefully will be done at the end of 2024 hopefully we're all heading to uh, D.C., man. Yeah, so. yeah. I definitely want to. You're I going, man. Touch, you're, yeah, you're definitely I'm there, going. Man. I definitely want to touch on that a little more uh, in a minute here. But um, 
so I wanted to know how's the the health center going I know um when we like one of the first times we had you on you kind of talked about how that was one of your ideas of, of trying to get um you know I guess more revenue for the tribe by like kind of opening that up to uh, some non-native people and start accepting insurance and things like that they're like How's that moving forward for you guys? Well, I think we're going in the right direction. I think it takes time. Um, Like I said, it's been a certain way for so long. And it's really just the way people know. I mean, they they just, it's almost they're not willing to learn a different way that looks at the bigger picture of healthcare, not just at one way to to service just tribal members, but to service other Native Americans, non-Natives, employees, Whatever it might be, you know, we want to be the one taking the lead and providing that health care for uh, Thurston County. You know, we uh, we bought the old Frankies, you know, or Frankies. Oh, is. yeah, we, I just saw that they were kind we, of. We like, tore it down. Finally, yeah, we got I saw it, it torn was like, down. It looked like it was about to go down the other day. So somebody it's, mentioned that they, they saw it, said it was it was completely gone now. It's so. going to we, we bought that about two years ago, I think. And we're uh, working with the city of Olympia and course Lacey and the communication about the needs for the area and so we're going to open a modified assisted treatment facility and so that'll be like Suboxone, Methadone, Vivitrol um, with wraparound services for mental health, for dental Um, really and it's going to be for not just you know our people but it's going to be open to the public and that's amazing. it'll be a huge huge project it'll be a huge uh, collaboration I think with the whole area letting uh, folks know how much the tribe you know wants to be a part of this community letting people know this is all of our area here what affects people off the reservation affects us on the reservation absolutely what uh what's the the hope for being done with with that i mean when when are you guys going to break ground on on Um, the new building and everything we're hoping about a year and a half maybe right year and a half maybe we're hoping to to have it done by that's incredible, man. Some uh, of the there's three other tribes that have already built these uh, facilities, and we've had the opportunity to see the different success and um, you know opportunity it brings for the tribe tribal members also to get help when needed. Gotcha. Now that that's an you know I mean because yeah addiction affects us all. It's not just you know natives, non natives, whatever the case may be. It's something that really kind of crosses all you know age sex religion all that stuff doesn't, doesn't discriminate no, no discrimination doesn't. there yeah um yeah so uh i i also man i i keep up with you I, I keep up with all your travels on your uh on your amazing wife peg's uh uh instagram and facebook pages so i saw though you guys were i guess out in minnesota recently uh with dick trudell and yeah no we had uh, a, we had a, there with a good trip we went out to minneapolis you know dick is uh we always say he's the uh, most interesting man in the world, you know, I, and so he, he has a lot of good uh, friendships as well as connections with tribal leadership throughout Indian country. And uh, he was able to get us a, a, a week. We had three days with the uh, leadership at the Shakopee tribe, which is about 30 miles outside of Minneapolis. And they're one of the bigger tribes out there as far as revenue and um I, I, they're just setting the standard. They're putting the bar pretty high for communities and the work they do to keep it a beautiful community. Um, I, we were really impressed. We were, uh, I mean, they, they treated us very well. Uh, we met with certain programs, certain departments, um, just kind of a overall view of the tribe. Of course, they have the same issues we all deal with, drugs, addiction, um, per capita issues. But, you know, 
they're they're doing it the right way as far as the leadership is trying to to get people to understand the importance of of being a sovereign nation i think is going to be huge for people to understand in the future you know i think that's the biggest concern for me and speaking with the the leadership at Shakopee, it is for them also about you know losing who we are lose focus of of who we are in our way of life and you know money ha- comes into play and uh yeah, you know, I think we're losing that generation of elders who really kind of set the set the bar, you know, as far as what we need to do. Yeah, yeah. And we, you know, it always comes up when you're here, you know, your father was obviously Billy Frank Jr. and, and kind of the legacy that he left and that you're uh, you're following, you know, in his footsteps. And, and I love how you always talk about that you're trying to inspire the next generation as well, like even though you're not really an elder yet i wouldn't say Um, i'm an old soul you're an old soul though yeah but yeah it's uh you know just being able to to have your experiences that you've you've lived um you know during your younger days and being able to share that with the kids um on the nisqually tribe today man i think is probably just invaluable to to them and, and their growth and and seeing what's possible. You well, know? And, and, you know, a lot of our, our tribal members didn't grow up on the reservation for whatever reason, or grew up on the river, I mean, I apologize, uh, growing up on the river, you know, for whatever reason that was. So uh, we've had the chance in the last year to start getting tribal members down there who've never been on the boat before down the river, you know, and to hear that, you know, I'm like, gosh, you've never been on the river before, you know, and so... You know, that's that's part of being a squally. And I, I try to tell these guys that even if your family wasn't a fishing family, that's still part of you, though. You know, the history that occurred at Frank's Landing, you know, whether you support Frank's Landing, whether you supported my dad or not, that's still our history at Nisqually. And uh, I think, you know, we're coming to the time now where it's ready to be told the right way, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I can tell tell you from, like, when we were kids, like getting to go on the river with you and your family, like it, there, even though I'm not an Esqual, a member of the Squally tribe, um, you know, I did get to grow up with you or, you know, like know you as guys, we were growing up and, and know your dad a little bit. And like, it's, it's a special place I man. you can feel it even, if, even not like having that connection. You know what I mean? It's, it's uh, you can definitely feel there's something special there. So I can't imagine what, what the kids that you know haven't been able to have that experience that and, and our members of the Nisqually tribe feel when they get out there yeah it must it's be pretty special it's pretty cool you know it's just a way i think to slow people down get them to understand that uh you know life's going to continue moving forward whether we're here or not we don't need to go 100 miles an hour all the time you know i think that's yeah. the world we live in right now absolutely well um you know before i get too far past uh you going out to minnesota with with Dick Trudell, who's one of my favorite people, and I definitely concur that he is one of the most interesting people I've ever had the chance to talk to. Um, how's he doing? I know, uh, well, you know he looked good in the, the photos I saw. And yeah, I think Dick will be 82 in uh, October, I think. Wow. And he's in pretty good shape. I think he's uh, trying to keep up with the younger crowd. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we always try to take as good a care of him as possible, but... Uh, I know firsthand that a lot of these elders, they're very ornery and tough and they don't want the, you know, the help as folks get older, but, you know, having the opportunity really since, uh, since my dad passed away in 2014, I mean, I've known Dick my whole life, but getting a chance to really get to know him, um, since 2014, that's been, 
it's been great for me and my leadership and development and you know kind of the vision of where we're going as indian in indian country i think that's so cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you... Uh, We're trying to get him I'm to do you, a book. If we can get him oh to get... I mean, he, he's a little hesitant, but I'm like, Dick, we got to get you doing a that book. That would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've listened back to the po- the podcast that I did with him a couple of times just because there's so much information in there that he, you know, that he is, is bringing that, yeah, I mean, a book would be incredible. I think you guys really should push that. So, um, yeah, I wanted to... Uh, I wanted to get an update, Willie, on the, I know last time you were here, it was that the I-5 uh, bridge over the Nisqually River, um, the kind of the issues had just been brought up about that. You, you had been on the Seattle local news here and you know, what, where do we stand with that now? Is there, has there been any movement? Um, yeah. You know, we're bringing that awareness and that's definitely helped out. I think the uh, 75 million earmarked for uh, the start of this project, I think will be huge. Um, it's definitely going to be more than 75 million, but I think, uh, folks are understanding it when they get on the river and see it like firsthand, you know? And so we've had the governor down there, um, Congresswoman Strickland, um, Senator Cantwell. I had them all down one day, uh, back in May, I think April, May, somewhere around there. And, uh, it was pretty remarkable if you think about to have those three in, in, in my in our boat one of our boats but let alone on the river uh leading the way on this project i think it's huge you know it, it goes back to you know everything my father and everybody else who was discriminated on who you know were arrested beaten thrown in jail for exercising their treaty rights you know it shows we've came a long way in almost 50 years yeah but the project's going to be huge, I think. Uh, yeah, so what's the project? Yeah. Is it going to, like, reroute I-5 then? Or? Well, I think they're they're going to do the studies with the $75 million. Okay. Um, They're going to work on different uh, – I don't know how the hell they're going to do this, but it needs to be done. I mean, as far as just the uh, – anybody who, who goes down right behind where the Wahilud Indian School is and looks and sees the bridge and sees what's happening there – um, it's going to shoot through at some point if we get a massive flood. We haven't had a big flood since 96, but that means we're about due for one here pretty quick, right. you know, so. Yeah, no kidding. Because it seems like, yeah, when we were kids, it seemed like it flooded down there a lot right? more than it does now. But um, it's, yeah. a, it's a weird shift the river's making. I'll have to show you when we're done, but I, I can't even yeah. explain it the way it's changed so much. But Yeah, so, uh, and um, when are the, I guess, when are the studies going to get, are they doing it now yeah i think they're going to get started here the beginning of 2023 and you know we we're taking as many people as we can from the federal state local uh jurisdictions local leadership levels just to get them on the river and show them this project whether you're a democrat republican it doesn't matter you know we've been shut down i-5 for like a few hours oh yeah losing we remember the the uh, train derailment in 2017 was just remarkable to see the impact of what that did to the local uh, community economy and everything so right all right i remember back maybe in like 2017 or 18 down in centralia I think yeah the, the flood they or, flooded yeah. down there and and they were uh they had to shut down i-5 for a period of time and it was yeah bad and then a, another bridge up north of seattle yeah collapsed. that's remember right that, that was up by swinomish number there, of years upper ago Skagit, yeah, yeah. And that really, yeah, I mean, that's just crazy. Like, yeah, you can't, and you don't think about I-5 no. being like such a, 
uh, vital organ or no. you know vital. Uh, well, when you dri- when you drive over the bridge, you're you know you look there and you think everything's good. You think it's all you know. We don't have anything to worry about. Next time you go over the bridge, if you look off to the right, try to whoever's driving you stay in that right lane as you go over. Okay. And if you look off to the right, you can see these pilings that used to be pushed up against the shore. Now they're in the middle of the river, though. That's how much they've shifted with the uh, erosion along the shoreline, but also just with the logs, the trees that come down the river during high water. They started to get behind the pilings, and so now they pushed them into the middle of the river. Those pilings were built in the 60s to be able to stop the... It was basically the water break right there. Okay. Yep, so... That's crazy. Yeah, you look at it, and it's almost like, well, I don't see why they haven't fixed this yet, you know? Mm -hmm. Waited 60s plus years to fix it you know so right how how does the what's happening there on the river how does that affect like the salmon runs and oh that affects us huge as far as uh, the natural flow of the river and you know the salmon are used to coming home a certain way you know and what's happened not just below uh the concrete bridge on the old highway but all the way up to um, as far as the tank crossing past the casino there, the river has changed so much. I, I think it's affecting not just uh, the salmon, but I think it's affecting the, the flow of everything that's supposed to be natural. You know, the river is going to flow whether we like it or not. You know, it's going to flow whatever way it wants to go. And right. what we've seen now with the, uh, the change in, in the environment, of course, and that starts up by Mount Rainier. You know the shift of everything everything comes down river so your everything is built up right there at the bridge that's what's happening so natural spawning areas for our salmon they're not able to spawn anymore because of the rivers change certain areas locations um you know for us opening the dikes in 2000 i think it was nine or ten when we opened those back up down in the billy frank jr refuge you know that was amazing to see the the run of salmon come back after that but, you know, 10, 11 years later, you know, we're worse than we were <laughs> then. Wow. That's, yeah, man. It's like we, we're progressing in so many areas, but like really not, you know, just taking a step back in so many others, well, especially and, when it comes to the environment. And getting folks like, to understand the responsibility that we have as, you know, Native people and the Squally people. You know, it's our job to set that standard for everybody else to follow because we are the keepers, we are the protectors of the uh, the land here. You know, and I think we all know bi- big business and, you know, corporations control what happens. You know, so, uh, you know, we continue to buy up land along the Nisqually anywhere we can just to protect it. And we got good partners all the way up the river. That's, that's amazing. Um, I know you sent me uh, a video clip of Chief Oren Lyons. Oh, yeah, some good ones. Uh, the yeah. Storm Has Arrived is the title of it. And I was like, I got goosebumps listening to that, man. I mean, it's it's basically talking about how all of the tribes the getting responsibility, together yeah. and then the responsibility of the people and how, you know, the the more damage we do, like that Mother Nature is not forgiving and will, like, basically – you know. Well, it's it's crazy to think about. I mean, you know, it was it was crazy before 2016, the way the world was. But after Trump became president here in the U.S., we're all fucked up now as far as where we're going, what direction. I mean, the fact that people still try to, you know, fight against climate change blows my mind. You know, the fact that people, you know, don't believe, you know, the salmon are dying out there blows my mind. And you still have these 
these Trump folks and these just, you know, racist people who, who have that hatred towards tribes still when we are fishing, when we are on the river, you know, exercising our treaty rights. And so for us, it's always about teaching that generation. But I think what we're seeing is we want to teach the younger generation. We want to get into the schools because we know what the parents are saying at home. Right. So we want to get into the schools and say, we're not bad. We're not savages. Yeah. You know, we, we don't live in teepees. We actually live in houses and, you know, put our pants on the same way everybody else does. Every time I hear that word now, I think the word savages. Like, I used to, word, like, use that all the time. Like, oh, oh yeah, like, that yeah. player's of a course, savage. Of course, of like, course. Oh, look how, you know, how good. And, and not meaning it like, yeah, no, not, no. not even, like, realizing that that could be offensive. To And Peg pointed it out to me one day, your wife. Yeah, um, yeah. I was like, I literally, I don't use that word at all anymore. Like, I, I, or if I start to say it, I'm like, I stop myself every time because I'm just like, yeah, I didn't even realize. Well, I and think. And some people don't realize no. stuff like that, obviously. But, well, yeah. Well, there's, like, there's folks that are just so. You know, it's almost like, God damn, are you that racist? And I you know. don't realize it. But, you know, it's it's a part of life. But I think what you're starting to see is this generation of younger uh, tribal members who saw their parents or saw their grandparents, you know, live uh, kind of bitter and angry. You know, a lot of people don't want to do that. You know, they want to try to find that balance and try to heal and, um, you know, live a good life, live a happy life more than anything. Yeah. You know, we, we should all be grateful every day when we get up and... We're breathing this air. We're living, you know, as much as people complain about America, I don't want to live anywhere else. No, you know, at some not. point, you know, this was paradise. My grandpa used to say that, you know, he'd always say Nisqually Indians lived in paradise before the white man came, you know, and I think about that because now everybody's here. The white man's not going anywhere. The tribes aren't going anywhere. So we got to find a way to, to bring this place back to paradise. One, well, you know, going like if you go to the Billy Frank Jr. Wildlife Refuge, I mean, it still is paradise. It is. You know what I mean? It definitely could be better. Like there's, you know, there's too much co- uh, concrete and roads and these things that are destroying the. It's like you go into a whole nother world, but really. Yeah, it, it's true. It's like you're in a, a completely different world when you're out there. And I've had a, a some leadership from the um, the uh, Nez Perce tribe over in Idaho, right on the other side of Pullman come over and they were good family friends he was the chairman at the time and and i took him for a boat ride down to the mouth of the river and we're sitting down there talking the motors off and he's like man you can't even hear the freeway he goes you know you're sitting right here in town on one of the busiest freeways in the united states and you can't hear anything but just this river the water the sea life out there you know so it is still paradise that's amazing yeah. That's me. I know. I still. I gotta get get back out there with you one of these days. Or yeah. No. I think so. I think. I think we could. We boat. could get you down there by Lures Beach. I think would be a good part to get you on. Okay. We're working on getting a, a bigger boat that it be a little bit more uh, accessible for people. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, you just talked about fishing and how you know. I know a lot of people like to say things about the the natives being able to fish when it's completely your guys' right to do you know, to do that. And how did, I think you said that you guys just kind of got done for the year. Yeah. How so did, how did it, that all go for you? Well, my brother and I, we, uh, we were fishing in our, our sets that we've had for, you know, 20 plus years fishing together. And, uh, you know, I'd say it was probably one of the worst years we've had. And, uh, the last few years, you know, the la- really since 2013, I think was the last good run we had of Chinook salmon. And I think every year since then, it's we've came to the realization that, you know, our runs aren't what they used to be. 
Um, you know, our Chinook salmon is listed under the Endangered Species Act. And so um, all over the wild Chinooks, they, you know, have to be accounted for. And of course, we produce a, a good amount of Chinooks on our river uh, from our hatchery. We have two hatcheries on the river. Um, you know, and so we want to give our members and tribal members an opportunity to get out there and fish, you know, but we don't want to kill that species off. You know, it is listed and that's where the fight comes between the wild salmon and the uh, hatchery salmon, you know, and, and people don't understand the significance for us, you know, being on that river, whether we catch one fish or whether we catch a hundred fish, it doesn't matter as long as we're on that water setting our net you know growing up my daddy always would tell my brother and i he said you guys set that net even if there's no fish in the river he goes when the river's open you guys fish he goes you know if you they, if you don't set that net they'll take it away from you you know and that's uh i i truly believe that you know i believe that that is the foundation of who we are is the natural resources the salmon the berries the uh all of the traditional medicine that's out there I mean, there, there's a lot out there and that, you know, our people are forgetting about. And, uh, you know, sometimes as the, the time goes and we lose certain people, you really kind of forget about where you come from. And so, like I said, I'm an old soul. I was fortunate enough to grow up with a lot of uh, elders who were very respected throughout Indian country. And, um, yeah, you know, try to, try to pass on that knowledge through the oral history. That's all we can really do. Yeah, yeah, that that's incredible. Um, what do you think? I mean, it's probably I'm sure it's like pollution and um, these different things. But like, what what do you think is the number one reason that the the salmon runs are getting so much worse than they were? Human beings. Just human beings. I think it's it's us as people. Uh, we don't respect Mother Nature anymore. We don't respect the Puget Sound. You know, we don't respect the mountain, the river. You know, we take it for granted, I think. You know, I think back in the 70s, 80s, you know, um, I think after the Bolt decision in 1974, it became kind of a free-for-all, you know, of course, with the state folks, but on the tribal side as well. You know, it was a race to catch the fish because, you know, on the tribe side, well, we don't want the white guys catching all the fish, so we, we're going to go out there and catch all the fish. And then on the white guys' side, it was we don't want the Indians catching all the fish. So what, it, what happened, the ones who really, um, you know, were affected were the salmon. And, you know, because, I mean, you know, the Alaskan fishing market, I mean, that's still huge up there, you know, and it's not what it used to be either, though. So imagine up there, if they're not catching their fish, shoot, the little Nisqually River, they're definitely not making it back there. So, you know, it's a definitely going to be a fight, you know, for the next uh, 50 years after Bolt, I guess you could say, and figure out what the direct direction we go in as tribes is going to be huge. Yeah, I, that's that's uh, that's got to be nerve wracking, man. I mean, there's it's that's got to be a stressful position that you're in, Willie, every day, man. I can't even imagine what you're what you have to deal with. Um, but let's uh, moving on to like a little more uh, upbeat topic with your your dad's statue going into the uh, in, into the hall there in uh, Washington D.C. I'm you know, you said 2024, you're hoping that the, the statue's done? Yeah, I think uh, we're hoping to choose an artist here in November. Um, and then we'll spend some time with the artist and, and get rolling on this. And, and see. Are you, you guys are trying to get a, a native artist, is that right? Yeah, That's... we're hoping it for it to be a, a native artist. But, you know, we're going to choose the best artist out there, I think. And, okay. you know, I think we got some good candidates right now. But, 
you know, I think, uh, I think everybody wants it to be perfect, you know, yeah. that, and that's what we're hoping to, of course it's going to turn out beautiful, but it's, we can't overthink it. Right. The fact that, you know, my dad is probably laughing right now. He wouldn't want a statue, but yeah. <laughs> you know, we want to, we want to try to do one that's going to, uh, just symbolize him and his life. So it'll no, be that's, good. That's incredible. So it's just like once it's done then, so there's not like a sp- specified date when it like needs to be no i think i think we shot for the end of 2024 i don't know you know there was a bunch of legislation that was passed i don't know the ins and outs of it so but i mean it'll be exciting not just for you know our family or our i mean i don't think our tribal members realize how amazing this is and how um i don't even there's not really any words even just for the opportunity and the you know, to one, to educate and tell our story of Nisqually people, but to show that this was a state 50 years ago who was arresting this guy for, you know, fishing on the Nisqually River for, you know, what he was taught, what his grandfather, his father, and what he taught me, you know, and now we're representing him for the state of Washington, you know, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, just that somebody... I mean, somebody we know that, yeah, you know, I mean, that was alive. One even. of a hundred statues in, yeah. in statutory hall or whatever it's called out there. It's just, it's incredible, man. I mean, I'm so happy that, that they, that the, the state decided to, to go down this road and well, it's going to be exciting. I think a lot of people, I think for, for our tribes, I hope they'll um, step up and engage and really try to educate their local, wherever they, wherever their tribe's located, you know, locate, work with their local schools, work with the local agencies to make sure that that right narrative and that right story about our tribes is being told. Oh, that's, yeah, and that's so important. So important. Yeah, I can't, I'm just like, I can't wait for the, the party, man. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be exciting, it's be definitely. It's going to be fun time, for sure. Um, well, I know, uh, so we've, we've mentioned Maryland Strickland already on this podcast. We we know last time you were on, you talked about giving her the Sonics medallion. Oh yeah, from your that's right. That's right. Um, you know, before the before we started recording, we were chatting a little bit about Detlef Shrimp and I guess the tribe uh, work with him. Yeah, um, yeah. And some some future business dealings. And um, I'm just you know what? Have you heard the rumors that on October third, with at that preseason game in Seattle, they're going to announce that the Sonics are coming oh, back? Oh man, I didn't even hear that. Yeah, so like oh. that's, the, that's like the rumor okay. on the street. Some Associated well, I, Press uh, they're co- they're that. coming back. I think in a couple years. Man, I, I so. don't. I haven't heard anything. I mean, I've heard from a couple people that they are coming back. They just yeah, didn't say just a matter when. Of when. I have a a good uh, relative who's on the Seattle City Council, and so I get the. Uh, the rundown from her all the time about you know she's always flipping me shit too and you know i can say this because her and i have that relationship she used to babysit me when i was a kid and so but we i always tease her because ever since she got on the council i've been like when are the sonics coming back you know what's going on here and so you know last time i saw her i saw her at a storm game a few months ago and she goes all right listen you little shit she goes, we're working on bringing the Sonics back, all right? And she goes, well, they'll be back eventually, you know. But we went up, uh, gosh, I think that was in May, maybe. Or, yeah, I think it was Memorial Day weekend. I got to do a podcast with Coach Carl. Oh, that's right, yeah. You know, that was pretty cool. To Big get, time in me, Yeah, heck, to, get, to get to meet Coach <laughs> Carl. You know, I thought about you the whole time, Jay. But Coach Carl, he's, he's very open to working with, 
tribes and getting more engaged with the youth and so we're going to reach out to him he seems like a good guy like he really like seems like a a down-to-earth kind of no nonsense his daughter lives here in olympia too so he's he's a good guy you gotta get him over here man we'll do a definitely the three of us yeah i'll have to i'll have to get you hooked up with our good friend brad and jackie from uh, rise above that'll be a lot of fun they can do some uh some come down do the podcast she's got a great story too oh that'd be amazing that would be absolutely amazing. I would love it. Um, so, yeah, man, we're going to have to go up to some Sonics games once they oh, come back. Oh, definitely, though, for sure. yes. So, um, have you been in Climate Pledge yet? I haven't yet. It's beautiful. I've beautiful, heard. I've heard yes. it's really incredible. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm anxious to go. I'm trying, I think I'm going to be going to the, that preseason. I just want to nice. be at the preseason game if they if they do announce it. I just want to be there for that. I mean, oh, you know, me good. and Brandon, we're going to like They're Sonics Seattle. gate. They're, they're diehards. Yeah, Brandon's a little bit more sensitive than Jeremy is, but. I mean, he just, gets, Brandon won't even like, no, I, know. I can't, even I can't talk joke to him with him about yeah, it. Yeah, I can't even he, talk to him about it. He's just like, stop. Like, I don't want you to jinx it. Like, just stop talking about it, please. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, he doesn't want to hear anything about it. I don't think he wants to go to the preseason games. Nope. He doesn't want to jinx anything. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then the other thing I know, I ask you about this every time you come on the show, Willie, it's when is the Red Wing going to have some sports betting for us? Oh, man, I'm going to give you our new uh, GM's phone number so you can give him a call because <laughs> when we hired him about six months ago, that was the first question I asked him. He said, well, our goal is to get it open before football season. So I saw him last week, and I said, well, or a couple weeks ago, I said, Conrad, you know, it's uh, football season. Yeah. And he said, well, we'll have it before hopefully Thanksgiving. <laughs> so that's all I can say is Man. that we're working hard on getting it out there for you. Um, I guess you guys technically everybody. aren't losing money every weekend. But yeah, could we, we could be more. making some more, but you know, I mean, right now the Seahawks are looking pretty, uh, Ugh. it's going to be a long season. It is going to be a long season, but you know, I'm kind of excited to see what they're able to do in the future. Man. I am too. I think we're quarterback one quarterback today. away from uh, being a good team. Honestly, yeah. I think, you know, nothing against Geno Smith. He's a great athlete you know great guy but the jets thing you know kind of just coming from the jets it's like you got that stigma for the rest of your career (laughs) it's so at least he didn't have the butt fumble though yeah that's mark sanchez Sanchez was brutal yeah yep yep well shoot man thank you again willie for coming out to to give us kind of an update on on what's going on with the tribe and, and where well, you guys are I'm sure at. there's we miss stuff that we can talk about on another day but we've got to get some more uh engagement we got to get to do some more uh interview ease, yeah I, I guess. love I love uh visiting with people on the on the show and um we got a lot of exciting projects coming up too at the yeah. tribe so we could talk a little bit more about some of yeah those I want to I want to get in the uh, future Shaw back on the podcast yeah. I thought that was a great one I um, she probably loved incredible. it. Yes, definitely. Like, I'd love to, God, it's been some more of that. Uh, has that been three Club years, tea, man. Has that yeah, been three it years? It was like right after COVID started. Was it? I think. All right. Oh man, yeah. it's crazy, crazy. I know. But I know. yeah, I'm sure. Some more of that Devil's Club. So tea, I, man. I did That's let amazing. her know the last time, and she said she will make you some Devil. Oh, that'd be Devil's awesome. Devil's Club tea. So that would be awesome. I would appreciate it. Heck yeah. Well, all right, man. Until next time, we'll do this again so- sooner this time. I know it's been we basically haven't caught up since the spring, and now we're already in the fall. So well, time flies, we'll do man. It sooner. We'll do it sooner next time. I know you're a busy guy though, and appreciate you coming over and visiting for a while. And and yeah, we'll. Uh, We'll do it again soon. All right. Right on, Jay. All right.